Welcome to the Divorce Devil Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Rachel. Follow us as we dive into all the positive and negatives of post-divorce recovery. Stay tuned for some real and sometimes raw end-of-the-road divorce topics. Please put on your big pants because we're full of honesty, authenticity, and irrefutable truths. This progressive podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. Enjoy. <laughs> How can you always start with the laughter? Because I'm so funny. Oh, yeah. So today, folks, welcome to uh, Divorce Devil episode 78. We're talking about six strategies not to become, in order not to become cynical, paranoid, or just plain mean after divorce. That's a hard, that's a hard thing to do, especially right out of divorce, right? Or right during divorce. Well, like, yes. yeah, right out of marriage, I guess I should say. Um, you're just pissed. You're just pissed at everything. So how do you find your... Okay, not everybody's an asshole. Not everybody's out to get you. Not everybody um, isn't genuine. I mean, there are a lot of things that go into just life after divorce. I mean, you I, I like I said, I've lost friends. I've lost family members that just didn't side with me. And um, I, I mean... There was a lot of times where I had to step back and be like, okay, now you're being an asshole because I wasn't going to let anybody hurt me first. So so what's kill, your number one? Kill or be killed. Yeah, yeah. So did you do number one or, or you just said? No, I'm, okay, I'm okay. not going. I didn't do no number one. My number one uh, strategy not to become cynical, paranoid, or just plain mean after divorce is having realistic expectations realize that you're going to be pissed realize that it's going to hurt realize that people are going to whisper up uh, behind their back have all those realities set and ready to go and not be surprised because i think the more you're surprised the more you become cynical paranoid and just plain well do, do you think that's each situation is different though like if you hear someone's talking shit about you you get mean. You're like, okay, so I'm. I don't have to tell you my side because it's going to come out. Um, but why are you talking about me when you have your own shit? I'm going to call you out on your shit now, and that's that's what we're trying to prevent. Like, you're just not going to fight fire with fire. You're going to, you know, you. How yep. do you be the bigger person when you're going through that? You're so sad. You're so mad. You're so like confused. Especially if you didn't pull the plugs. If you were the one that was on the outside of that, going. I had no idea. Like, okay, now what? Um, you, it's that proverbial, you need to get your ducks in a row. Um, I didn't know who my ducks were. I didn't know. And we had moved, you know, from Jersey to here. And so I didn't have any family here other than my kids. So when they sided with their dad in the beginning, I was like, okay, I really have nothing. And then my best friend left. And then, you know, it was like, how, my best friend's friends who were friends with her longer, are they on my side or, you know, because we had just gone through this with her finding out that her husband wasn't faithful and actually had a secret life and all that sort of stuff. And we all band together and helped her out and blah, blah, blah. Secret and then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so then it was technically my turn, but I didn't want to turn. I don't want you to help me. I don't know what I need. And I, like I said, I'm one of those, I get silent. I'm, Figure my shit out and then, you know, haphazardly be like, oh, okay, squirrel's out. What's happening now? You know, and I feel like each day in the beginning there was something new that just 
you know, smack me in my head of reality. Like, oh, that person said that, but it's what degree of it. And I'm the, I'm that definitely one of those when I'm in that space, I'm coming to you. Like I heard that you said this and a lot of people don't like to be confronted. <laughs> so, um, that was something that took a while, especially being from Jersey. We are very upfront. We're like, Hey, yo, you got Two something things. to say? Two things. Yeah. Be the bigger person. Don't respond. That's, the that's hard to do, do, though. It's hard to do. It, it is hard to do, but with practice, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, and I think the first... And the second thing, I got two things. Oh, go ahead. Second thing is is uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I think I told you that I healed or I yeah. went to my happy place by thinking everybody was stupid until proven otherwise. Yeah, that's, so a, that's, that's a, a good definite, way to start, though. Yeah, that's a... that's a yeah. But you can't keep doing that. But that's that cynical. And, yeah, yeah, that's that, Um, yeah. you know... And how and why do people have to prove to you that they're a good person? Why, you know, why can't you just because trust I'm them? at the rock bottom, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm at saying, the bottom like, of my shit. Yeah, and that's part of mine too. Like, I feel like you really have to reach your depths of hell, you know, the worst devil, blah blah blah, um, to figure out what what's important too. Like, you know, that friend may have been there for you, you know. You know, when you were struggling with something different and they mm-hmm. can't be there for you with the divorce because they have no idea what you're going through. And that's okay. Um, but you have to see, you know, the people that actually stick around. And, you know, I, I definitely was someone who didn't want advice, especially early on, um, because the people that were coming at me, I know their stuff. So it's like when your village is going through some shit and you know their shit and they're coming to try and give you advice, you're like, hmm. I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm, no, I don't want that. Mm-mm. And when I finally said it to people is when I lost a lot of the people who I thought were friends. And some of those people who, you know, were more of acquaintances or bystanders, they were the ones who sticks, you know, picked up those pieces of the people who couldn't, couldn't be there for me anymore. anymore. But supposedly losing those friends can make you. Uh, maybe more cynical and more paranoid because you lost oh, yeah. a friend. Yeah, but, someone who but, said they were going to be your, you but, know. But in retrospect, they yeah. did you a favor. Yeah. But you don't realize it yet. Yeah. So we're here to tell you and help you realize it quicker that losing some of your friends is a good thing. Yeah. Matter of fact, some of us need to lose some friends. David? Yes. Anyway. When I have no words... Anyway. And David's right. Oh, yeah. I, I, we need to add some music there because the silence is going to kill one of us. And it probably won't be me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I think. Out of the park. <laughs> you did hit that one out of the park. Yeah, I am definitely the proverbial good friend. Um, I I stay in way too long. And David. <laughs> David, I swear. <laughs> Um, we were having a conversation before about, you know, cutting ties with some friends, but, um, I, I think I don't know what someone else is going through. So I'm always trying to be that positive uplifting thing. Yep. But when it comes to myself, I'm the petty party. I need to have a petty party and this and that. And, you know, um, I actually had a mental breakdown, you know, and so divorce is tough and to not fall into the traps and those, you know, the ditches of, you know, Divorce. Did it's bitches. Di- ditches. I said bitches. The ditches. I mean, okay. you fall in a ditch. You know. Okay. Um. To to bring yourself back out of it, 
you, ha- I feel like you go through all those phases anyway. You become cynical. You become, you know, I'm paranoid. Like everybody's mad at me. Everybody's against me. Nobody wants to hear my side because his side was out and he has more family. And I mean, I was getting messages all the time and like, how could you do this? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't need to tell you his shit. Let him do that. But yeah, he didn't want to do that. So it's not my job to tell you his shit. And then how did you get out of it? How did you? So when, one of the. Piece? One of the main things, like I said, was um, the divorce um, support group. That was a really, really big point where I actually said I need help, but I wanted neutral help. I didn't want um, the people who were, I don't know, who had any stake in it Mm -hmm. um, to give me advice. And, you know, I am not good at asking for advice or asking for help, especially as as a nurse. I'm the helper. So going there and seeing that other people were feeling that, you know, and there was people in every walks of life from high corporate to, you know, you know, dog walker. I don't, I don't know. But, um, so there was a lot of people who had the same feelings and, you know, didn't want help. They wanted answers, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to put in the work. And, I think I just wanted like some resolve and when's it going to end? When's all the bullshit going to end? And, you know, one of my really good friends, um, she's been divorced about five or six years and she goes, it takes a good five years for you to feel that stability. And yes, shit happens. Um, you know, her ex-husband financially ruined them and their house was foreclosed and all this stuff. And now she's like, she just bought her own house. She just did all this stuff. Her daughter just get married. Like there's just all these things that are falling into place. A success and I, story. Yeah. And I feel like um, I see the light a lot of times and then I just comes crashing back down. And it's generally financial because I didn't know all the stuff that was, you know, the behind the scenes, which you know, was another thing that caused me to be cynical. Like I trust nobody with my money. It's my money. But yeah, I've learned that, you know, when I've had this stuff, Lance has been there. Like he's like, we're going to get through this together. Um, And, you know, without saying like, I, you know, I'm in a good place. I always, I always feel like, okay, when's the next shoe going to drop? So that makes me very like, I need to have this. I need to do this. And, and, and I think it help, actually helps you get your shit together too. Cause then you know, like, Hey, this is on me now. Uh, this is on me technically, you know, and again, I have a great partner and, you know, he's willing to, you know, see me at my worst. And, you know, it generally comes, it comes out in the positive, you know, and just having that support is really wonderful. So what's your other? So uh-huh. my other one is, um, my village, leaning on my village. Damn it, that's mine. Okay, we can both lean on our village. Uh, we can. Okay, we can both. We can't lean. have the same thing. That's 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 my number two. Well, then we'll have to come up with a random one. We'll have to come uh, up with a on the spot number. I'm six. done. I'm out. Oh, you stop it! You asked uh, me. You could have went first. I would have let you. I mean, yeah, it's not but, the whole. We're not but, in that but, same society where girls have to go but, first. But we don't have to. God, this is why we, we're becoming one. <laughs> We don't talk about <laughs> we don't it. talk about Bruno. No, we don't talk about what we say on here because we want it to be very, um, you know, spontaneous. Spontaneous. So, all right. And well, bam, tell me, how, tell one. me how your village helped you, and I'll tell you how my village helped me. That how's all that? Right. Mine is form and a form a great and true village mm-hmm. because some of your villagers are not. Excuse me, are not in your corner. You know, kind of like you got to pick your friends. David, if you look over here, I'm going to stab you with something. 
like a so, pen. <laughs> so sometimes the the villagers in there, because you know you got the village idiot, you know you got the king, you got the, the serial dater, the serial dater. You got look the, at that. Yes, I yes. mean you have some common things. If can't you yes. grow out of that? You can progress from that. From what? A serial dater. I mean. The the friend is only like a year and but, a half out. But I love Captain Crunch and Rice Krispies. But here's the deal. You were there and you're telling me to kick that person to the curb because they're doing that. And they're pickers off. How do you fix a picker? Anyway, form a See, great okay, and so true look, village. I'm right. You want to change the subject, right? Yes, yes. Form a true and great village. Um, some of your villagers will, will be divorced. We got divorced. the gesture. Some of them won't be divorced. <laughs> Uh, some of the villagers will be your family. Sometimes you need the Nick's family. Oh my God! Oh Talk my about God, yeah, yes. yeah. Nick's Nick's. But a you yell at me all the time for Nixing them too. But you yeah, know, that's that's my job. <laughs> and <laughs> no, uh, and I think we go through different phases where yeah. you you don't know who's actually in your corner until yeah. they disappoint you. Yeah, and it, it's it's almost like you know they're going to disappoint you. It's just a matter of time. What did you say earlier? What is the definition of insanity? Thinking. That things are going to change with the same um, effort. Actions, effort, whatever, yeah. Yep. Um, repeating the cycle is, yeah. you know, not changing, you know, you're going to get hit by a car. Okay, you got to get hit by a car. Okay, I got hit by a car, got hit by a car. Yep. Okay, so we get it, but I feel like, you, you know, what we were talking about, you, when you're picking your village, you have to go through some trials and tribulations too. Yep. You have to see where they're going to point. And a lot of my, a lot of my friendships, especially here, haven't been through all my shit. Like all the things I've gone through in my life, I have probably two friends from high school that I still talk to. I probably have four or five friends I still talk to um, from college or you know early. You know, 20s. Mm -hmm. And then I have friends that I, you know, met, like, that I have, you know, my one best friend from home. Um, we've been through some stuff together, and she's always been there. And we've maybe had two fights, and it was generally over someone else in our friend group and mm. people not believing me or believing that that person was shitty. Um, but I also am that person that doesn't. Does, tries to see the best of people too and don't realize they're shitty until I've literally been thrown in front of the car and they run me over. In so, front of the car, run you over. That's what it takes? Pretty much. Right. Um, I remember that. David. <laughs> if I come back next week and I've broken arms and legs, it was David. Yeah. Wait, should I take an insurance policy out right now? No. I mean, no. that would help me. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not committing insurance and fraud. Don't no. worry, people. Um, but okay, so what's... And so my thing with my village is women are fucking catty, right? So women in our village, we 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 will like take you out. We were like, we eat our young, you know. So one of those yeah. when you find a village that will, you know, go on social media and tell that person who cheated on you with three other people um how bad of a person they are and that they're shitty and let the world know how shitty they are because they're a serial cheater. Um that's the kind of village you want. Like, that's the kind of village I want. I know that I want that person to have my back no matter what, because I know their shit. They know my shit. And I think, 
you know, sometimes the ugly stuff, you know, dating is a very small part of my friend village. You know, uh, it's, we have children, uh, we go to outings, we watch, you know, we support each other for their music, you know, stuff. We support each other for anything that they're doing. And dating is such a small part of it that, you know, I wouldn't kick a friend to the curb because they have a bad picker in dating. That's um, called ride or die. Exactly. So, um, I, I think we all go through phases. And again, she's early out of divorce and she's trying to figure out what she likes. And yes, she's probably picking the same typical guy and she needs to step outside that. But I think she's learning too that trusting after you've had that is really hard. Big time. So, you know, we've talked about for I'm a, I'm a big advocate for putting walls up. And I've learned just in, you know, especially because of the podcast, I've learned that, you know, yeah, I put up walls, but they're not made of like concrete, rebarb, all that other stuff. They're kind more of like Charmin. Yeah, they're Charmin more walls. of you know. I, this is a protection, fight or flight thing, and you know, if you give a little effort, my wall will go down pretty pretty quick. You know, um, it's just that you know instant response of oh shit, you you you. I, I feel like you're not telling me something, or I feel like something else is going to happen. You know, like I've had a lot of emotional stuff too in the in the last six months that I never know when I'm gonna like grieve for, you know, my niece or, you know, wow. my best friend or, you know, the grandfather of that my children have known because theirs passed away when they were young. So um there's just a lot of things that divorce are similar, like a grief, you know, you gotta go through all the stages. Um okay, so besides uh friend group, what's the next one? Try to always stay above board. What's that mean? That means don't be an asshole. Mm. Don't don't be mean on purpose. It's an offshoot of uh, of um, just being plain mean. Mm -hmm. But you but you actually go out of your way to be mean. Well, like I know um, an example of that would kind of be like when I was when I was dating. Um, some of the things I wrote were like, okay, so I'm I'm now mad. I'm going to be mean because you were late. Dang. So done. Um, you're talking to other girls, but like, I don't care who it was, if you were dating or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm done because you know, that, that to me was a no, that was an automatic no. So I didn't give people a chance because of anything that resembled my ex or exes or any situation that I was in that was scary or, you know, that I might get hurt, but you're okay with it. Or you have no remorse of being shitty. I'm going to be shitty first. So, like, um, like with Kim, she's like, he chews too loud. Out, <laughs> I'm out. I can see his food. Like he's breathing in and out. He's, he's got breathing. to go. Yeah, his so, eyes are blinking. God, and get I out of here. Yeah, and I think I went through that. Um, once you find out that you're, you're, you remember how you were saying, like, you know, you didn't think you were pretty or you were desirable or all that stuff. And I think we all go through that too. But I got to a point when I was like, yeah, I'm too cute for you. You're an ass bye. Like I got yeah. to that because it was, it was, it, it was totally reversed. The walls were so once I think it's once my brain and my heart and all that was like, oh, you're cute. You're pretty. You're this. People want to date you. Da, da, da. And like, oh, now I get to be the player. Look at the the role reversal and look at that stereotype of only men can be a, a player. I went through that like, nope, I got you're three dates player. today. So who Dang. wants to play? You know, so there was a lot of, you know, um, 
I'm going to be mean because I someone was mean to me. And that lasted probably about two weeks. Um, the word ghosted. <laughs> um, when I actually, you know, thought someone was, you know, deserving of a second date. Yes, I know I said that. But, um, and he's just like, no, I don't think so. Dang. Some of the things you said. I'm like, mm. See? And I'm you not that. Cancel before you can no, cancel. And him. I'm not that person, but I was that person just to protect myself. Like I wasn't giving anybody a shot or a chance because, okay, every person that I have put time and effort into has disappointed me. So every person from here on now is going to disappoint me. And I think it took me going home to see my brother and my bestie and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you just need to not do what you think people want to hear or what people want to, you know, I was people pleasing, but like a weird way. Like, I'm going to let you be disrespectful. I'm going to let you do that because I don't really care. We don't, ha- we're not going anywhere. We're not having a relationship. We're not okay. doing this. And they're like, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. And you deserve love. And I think it took a lot for me to know that I deserve love because I left even though the situation was leaveable, you know? So, um, and again, that was a big, um, that was a hard truth for me. Like the guilt from that, even though I needed to go, it was still a guilt. So what's your third? Oh, stay above board. Okay. And, uh, going to it, yeah. uh, don't be an asshole. Yeah. It's, it's you know, you kind of reap what you sow. Yeah. Well, and, and karma's a bitch, man. Karma comes back, but it doesn't come right away. It takes a sweet time. But if you're on the wrong side of karma, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. And, and shit, people make mistakes. And, you know, taking your, ta- owning your piece of the mistake and, you know, for example, say you cheated. Say you were the one who cheated, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck, I messed up. Now my marriage is over. Now my family hates me. Now this person, you know. And I feel like if you own up to it and you come from like a place of, you know, like you've re- you've reached your rock bottom. You've done all that. You've done all the hard work and you try to do better and you consciously tried to be good. There's hope for everybody, I believe. Um, I don't think you're just, I mean, unless you're a serial cheater because we just discuss that. But yep. um, that's also a sickness. That's like an addiction of some sort too, I believe. So I think therapy, you know, my number one of getting helps and no matter what it is, it could be your friend village. It could be your family. It could be anybody. It could be your best friend. Um, I think that's a big part of how we heal and become a better person, become enlightened or, you know, awakened to whatever you, you know, believe. And, you know, let's try to be kinder. Let's try to be, you know, a better person, no matter our circumstance. Cause there's always something, someone's worse, especially when you go yeah. to those groups and stuff like that. And you hear like someone else's story. Um, but my third, my third, I'm surprised you didn't say this, David is podcasting, podcasting, oh. journaling, talking about it. I think the more times you tell your story or Damn, you, that should be number one. Damn it. <laughs> I, I've been trumped. I, maybe I went backwards, I went three, two, one, you know, the, the best of them. Dang. Um, but like journaling, like before I had podcasting, I was journaling and I knew I, I had a voice and I knew I, my whole life has been surviving and helping people, you know, as from a young age, you know, just in general, like doing the, you know, pay it forwards, all that stuff. Um, but when we, um, when my friend and I, um, you know, co-hosted on your other podcast, it really sparked this 
how can I help one person? How can I help two people? And if those two people can help somebody else, look at that. Now four people are helped. And journaling helped me see that I was in a rut and I was feeling the same thing and I wasn't dealing. I was insane, basically, because I was doing the same actions, Craziness. but not changing how I was viewing them or how I was getting help. And I think once I started doing that group, I really was like, oh, okay, well, it doesn't have to be drinking. It can go, let's go for a walk or let's just go to the mountains and, you know, do nothing. Let's, you know, walk around your neighborhood or call a friend. Hey, you want to come over for tea or you want to come over and like, just let's watch a movie. Like, and it doesn't have to be, you know, this epiphany, this, you know, oh, you know, the angels come down from the heavens and say, hey, you need to do this. It just has to take one great day to remind you that, it's going to be okay. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. And it takes that one friend checking in on you or making you a shake and tell me to eat the fucking cookie because I'm losing too much weight or my teeth were falling out and all this other stuff. So you have to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and above all, you need to be kind to yourself. Like that's really, really important. And I think we've lost a lot of kindness, especially since COVID. I feel like, you know, people are one way or the other and there's no gray anymore. It's black, white, and that's it, you know? Thank so you. thank you for your time. You know, customer service sucks. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, because we've been, you know, a lot of people are enamored with staying home. Like, I, they're working from home. I'm off literally two weeks from school, and I'm going insane. Like, I need people. I'm so extroverted, but then I have my little introverted moments where I need a little bit of a break. Um, but I'm like, oh. I don't get to see the kids all day. I don't get to yep. see my friends at work all day. Like, what? I have but things to say. But enjoy the time off, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a I'm a big project person, but I'm also like, it was a rough year. It was a tough nursing year a tough school year tough everything i mean and it's coming up we're trying to get back to normal and i think like think about divorce you're just trying to get to some normal some symbolism some normalcy. yeah some some normal and then you know a lot of a lot of this when we were when i was thinking about our topic was you know there were so many pity parties oh yeah but i needed to have like an actual you are awesome party you you like you woke up today. You got dressed. You showered. You went to work. You did this. You fed your child. You, you know you did you know stuff. You did laundry. Woohoo! Like let's celebrate the little things, especially early in divorce. People early in divorce, you have it's almost like that blank. Oh, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after the year and then after two years and it gets easier. And yes, there's bumps in the road. And like my kid didn't talk to me forever. And you know, now we're finally getting back to some space but it's very guarded which is okay Okay. um and it's baby steps so i don't know we need to come up with another one because we both had the um i think Mm. what what do you think another way i think conscious Um, conscious decisions to go i'm going to be happy today conscious positive decisions yes yeah that's a good one like we need to thought of it (laughs) i helped you come up with it i i literally telepathied I don't know the past tense of that <laughs> right this right. second, but uh. I gave you some brain energy across the the laptops. But yeah, I think I think if you just wake up every day, and be like, okay, cool, thank you, I got to wake up, universe. Okay, great, I'm gonna, I have a job, or you know, I think too when you're going through divorce, keeping yourself busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially for me, I'm a task. I'm, I need to keep busy. Like, you know, when we had my thing last couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, like 
I guess it was two weeks ago now or we can have a go. Um, went to work and it was really sad. And I was like, okay, let me do my little thing. But now I need to keep focused because I don't want to be in that space too long because I know where I, I can get to that, no. you know, what was me. And again, the helper in me was like, all right, let me go see who needs to talk about it or let me see who needs to, mm-hmm. you know, get some of their anger out or they, you know, what did I miss or, you know, why? So, you know, so I... I'm definitely a big, like, let me keep myself busy. Let me, you know, get my thoughts together. And then generally I rise up. So, you know, at some point you have to consciously say, I'm going to be happy today. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be an hour. Yeah. You can start a minute, second, uh, 10 seconds, but you need to start the process. And there's a lot of triggers that will bring that in. I mean, even writing... What I was going to say today, there were some triggers. Like, yeah. I'm like, uh. She came with a full pad today. Shit, so she was on it. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that helped me in the beginning, too, I mean, besides therapy and stuff, like that, but one of the main things was um, my, my, like, the village is definitely one of the big things. Like, I didn't think I deserved to be happy in a relationship because I pulled the plug on a relationship, even though it wasn't, it was a toxic relationship. What? Yeah. I didn't think I would deserve okay. to be happy. Gotcha. So, um, my village was like, Hey, no, that's not it. You need to laugh. You need to do this. And, you know, a lot of times it was, what was that? There was an app, um, that you can like, you, it was like FaceTime, but it was an app that we would go. And like one of my girlfriends would always be in the closet, like drinking wine. I'm like, why are you in the closet? <laughs> She's like, it's where wow. it's quiet. You know, um, I forget what it's called, but, um, closet wine. Yeah. And so like, we'd all have our space. Okay. Or we're all going to get online today and we're all just going to talk, even if we couldn't see each other. Um, but it was one of those, like, I need a good laugh. I need a like, look, guess what this one did today? Or guess what that shithead did today? Or, you know, can you yeah. believe that person came to school and said that? Or, you know, uh, you know, so it's, I think, you know, you got to find peace with yourself, be kind to yourself. And, you know, um, cynical is really tough because it's really easy to get cynical. I mean, oh yeah, that's a rabbit hole for sure. I mean, especially with COVID, like I feel like a lot more people are cynical with COVID. It's like, it's either you're masked, you're not, you're vaccinated, you're not, you know, there's no in between. It's like, I hate everybody and I hate peopling and peopling is hard, especially when you don't know what people think. So because we've become a society where we're, you know, more, you know, recluse in, in indoors or whatever, I think we need to get back to human because we, um, we need each other. We need to, you know, there's a lot of people going through some shit and, mm-hmm. um, listen to our podcast, spread our podcast. I know, you know, we hope we even help people who are in married and like, no, it's hard to get divorced and this shit comes up and, you know, you can forgive, but you also have to remember too that, you know, you need to know your worth and your value and, you know, what it takes to not be mean and not be paranoid and cynical. And there are great people out there. Like, look at us. We, we know. Scary. We found some really yeah, awesome people. Look at us. We found some really awesome people and we love our yeah. podcast and we love our fans who always, um, who email us and Warren, you're still up there, boy. <laughs> Warren K. Warren K. Um, yeah, we did. Um, he did throw out the vasectomy. <laughs> Should you get a vasectomy <laughs> thing? And I was a little weird. I was like, "What is happening, David?" If we say that word online, David's whole body just goes. Blah, blah, I'm okay blah. with it. Vasectomy. Vasectomy. <laughs> we do read emails. We do David's fit. okay, so he's not comfortable with it because it takes a snipping to your man parts. But it's okay if that's what you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Radio silence crickets. Put your little cricket noise on. <laughs> watch YouTube, people. Watch YouTube. It's part of the show. <laughs> God. Um, and okay, you know, so go recap. Ahead. Recap your three. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> well, my three were having realistic expectations, forming a great and true village, and try to stay always. Try to always stay above board. I don't know what I said, David. That was a long uh, one time of yours ago. was a, a, a village. Your vi- <laughs> podcasting village check ins. You know, therapy, therapy. That was one um, that helped. Um, group group going into the group to see that I wasn't I wasn't the only person going through these things, and it doesn't matter what your profession is, where you are in life or whatever, everybody's going to go through these things. And a divorce is like a grief. There's many stages and they come and go and you don't have to do all of them at once. And, you know, some of them hit you. You're triggered by, again, there's some trigger things that happened to me last week. And I, you know, had my day where I was just like, I can't fucking take anymore. You know, what next day you wake up, your eyes are all fucking swollen and then you're pissed off more. And then you're like, I'm just going to put up all these walls and everybody sucks and everybody's an asshole. And I'm not going to talk to anybody. Well, that that's not a fulfilled life. So, um, seek some type of therapy, the podcast, you know, if any of it, go back, listen to some of the old ones. Um, we have some really great, uh, we had a really great, Great podcast about narcissism. Um, we've had great podcasts about new divorce, old divorce, and stuff like that. Um, I can't market this enough. If anybody knows how to get our, the word out there more, just send it to somebody. You know, again, if I can help one person, David can help one person, and those people each help. Look at how far we've gotten. We've already got four people helped. Daisy so, chain, baby, Daisy chain. Yeah, and so we, I do, I am really um, gonna make some shirts because I need to see like our potential. Oh, I would wear them every freaking day. Divorce Devil. All right, everybody out there. Thank you for listening to Divorce Devil episode 78. Woo! Uh, six strategies not to become cynical, paranoid, or just plain mean after divorce. Be kind. So think about everything we said, and we'll yeah. see you soon. Good Spread night. kindness, people. Love you. Bye. Bye.